Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode where we're talking about believing in yourself and your book. And the reason why we're talking about this today with my amazing guest, Carol Simone, mostly also known as just Simone, is because at every point of your author journey, the writing, the publishing, the marketing, you will be pushed up against having to believe in yourself and your book more times than you can count to make it through this journey successfully and get your message and your amazing work into other people's hands. So I'm very excited that we're talking about this topic today. And like I said, my guest today is Simone and she is, you got to like listen to this because this is pretty awesome. She is a co-host of an amazing show on YouTube called Two Ancient Semi-Enlightened Broads Schmoozing on Life and Beyond. So if that doesn't give you a little bit of taste of what you're in for today, I don't know what else will. But anyway, Simone has been a spiritual catalyst and author in private practice for 35 years. She's worked with over 35,000 clients, very mystical and practical, as you've come to discover today, also very wise and whimsical. So we're going to have a really fun conversation. She teaches everything from meditation and hypnotherapy to numerology. You know, she helps people experience self-mastery through her apprenticeship. She's been a radio host for eight years. You know, she's performed and presented with former Vice President Al Gore and the founders of Google for United Nations Day in San Francisco, right? She's authored two novels, a book of poetry, a play, has all these CDs on self-empowerment and healing. Like this is an amazing woman up to amazing things in the world. And I would encourage you to definitely check out show notes. They've got links to all sorts of places you can go and learn more. Um, not the least of which is her book called The Goddess of Fifth Avenue. It's published currently in hardback. It's coming out soon in paperback, like all sorts of good stuff today. So welcome, Simone. I'm so excited we're having this conversation. Wow, that was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> well, you're wonderful. It is a lot, but I, I think I think people got the essence of you know what they're in for today with this conversation. <laughs> well, just, your voice, just your voice alone has so much great energy. It's fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love doing this. In case you can't tell, I love hosting I these tell. shows for everyone. Um, so I love to begin with a little bit of the background, right? Because here we are, get your book done podcast. I know we have some people who listen who have no interest in writing books, but a lot of our audience is, you know, here because they want to write and, you know, get books out there. And I always love to start by asking, like, what was your journey to authorship? How did it happen for you? Well, I've had quite a journey. I'm going to keep it as short as I can because it's pretty intense. But I knew by the time I was four and had gone through about anything a child could really live through that I was here to, that I came back into this life to help. And because of the situation the family I grew up with, uh, and I won't go into the horrible details, um, I would go out into nature 
for my healing and for protection. And I would have this incredible connection to the trees, to the flowers, to the earth, and kind of very Native American reverence for everything that was alive. And that kept me alive for years and years and years. And I knew when I was very younger, very, very much younger, that I wanted to teach. And I wanted to be true to what was happening to me and help other people come through what I had come through, but not in a psychological way per se, more in a way of talking about another woman in the world who's had all these experiences and what she did to go from victim to victor in her life and do it with whimsy and sense of humor and strength and uh, teaching the power of what you think is what you manifest and how to move from those difficult places. So I knew that even when I was a little girl that I wanted to teach and that I wanted to write. So by the time I was a teenager, I was writing a lot of poetry. And by the time I was in my 20s, I was publishing a lot of poetry. And my first book of poetry came out in 1977 when I was in my late 20s. And then, uh, and I was at Stanford at the time being a secretary in the English department. And the professors there were very kind to me and pushed me to become a poet and pushed me in that direction. And I uh, did an anthology and went, kept going with that because poetry is very close to mysticism. It's very close to into the intuitive life. Mm-hmm. And so I felt very free that way. And then after I left Stanford, I went into journalism and I wrote for Runner's World, which is a magazine for years. I was uh, one of their lead writers. And then I went on to Activision Video Games and I was their senior writer there. And oh, that was a mess in that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about war games and all kinds of things I don't believe in. Oh uh, boy, that yeah, must have been interesting. <laughs> it was really challenging for this five foot, you know, piece hippie, peaceful, hippie, <laughs> you know, uh, whimsical mystic being in the, the computer world, but I had the talent to write. God just moved through me that way. It isn't really me. I feel it moves through me. And then I worked for HP and I have my own advertising agency. And then in, in 1990, uh, 1990, yeah, I went to Maui, which is my second home. And I was oh. Nepali Bay on the Northwest shore. And I knew I wanted to tell the story of what had happened to me because I had gone through enough therapy and worked with enough healers, et cetera, and had come into so much more consciousness. I knew I wanted to write about it, but I didn't want to write about it in a way that would crush people as they were reading it. I wanted to write about it that would make them see that forgiveness and compassion is the way and a sense of humor. So anyway, I didn't know how to do it at all. And I was scuba diving and snorkeling, excuse me, in the bottom of the ocean. And all of a sudden, this mystical goddess came toward me. I didn't know what it was. It was just a a form, a shimmering form, and it leveled itself across from me. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a mermaid. What is happening here? (laughs) As I said, I had a very mystical early childhood, so it didn't scare me. But I knew it was something very different. And, And this being just leveled itself across from me and started transmitting love through her beautiful eyes into my eyes. Then I went up for air and I went back down and it was gone. Mm. So I came back to Palo Alto and I wrote a little bit about it, but I was so busy with my own advertising agency and that life, which was very conservative, you know, just a typical life. And then one day I was walking down the street in Palo Alto and I looked in the window of this antique store and there was a marble statue in the window that had the same face that I'd seen under the ocean. And I started weeping because Uh. I 
I felt this is my home. There's something about this. I don't even know what it is. I don't know that I can know what it is logically, but my whole body started vibrating. My heart started rushing and the, the manager of the store came out. He probably thought, oh no, what's this? And I said, who is this? And he said, this is Kuan Yin, the goddess of compassion. And she celebrated about a third of the planet praise to Kuan Yin every day. She's known as the protector of women and she was Buddha's compatriot. And many think she's the female emanation of Buddha. And I said, well, I have to have this. And he said, well, it's very expensive. It's been in a monastery for so many years. But I knew that if I would have this presence in my home that I could write and tell my experience. So uh, needless to say, I bought it and I brought the statue home. Very, he, he carried it into my house. It weighs 75 pounds. It's marble. Oh, wow. Sounds amazing. So beautiful. It's in the cover of the Goddess of Fifth Avenue. It's on a lot of the covers of the CDs that I've done. And my whole house is filled with Kuan Yin. But anyway, I, I became a historian for her. And so little by little, I would start, I put my hands on her, these marble cheeks. Now, this is going to sound very woo-woo, you all. So stay with me. It's really uh, we, we've, we're, we're pretty woo-woo over here. Cool. <laughs> it's it. not just about writing books. It's about everything that goes into writing that book. That's right. It's definitely part of it. Thank you. So I put my hands on her cheeks and I heard, come closer. And so I moved in a little closer and I heard, I'm going to read to you what I wrote in my book, which were the first words she ever said to me. I come to bring you courage. I come to teach you to forgive. I am the one who delivers you from the doorway of death to the gateway of everlasting life. So I knew then that if I just be quiet and get my ego to calm down and my nervous system and, and all the PTSD that I'd gone through in my life and all the learning and all the vast lessons, that this is how this would happen. So I said to my business partner at the time, Chip, got to go back to Maui. I don't know. I'm having this feeling. Got to go back. So I got in an airplane and I went with one of my students and we sat in my little condo in Napili Bay, the place where I'd found her. And I just waited. I thought she's, she'll, she will come to me again in a vast in a very vast way here in, in something there's something about this land little did i know the land was called lemuria pre-atlantean civilization that was very feminine metaphysically oriented non-warlike uh, huge landform that basically is under the triangle between big sur hawaii and tahiti and um it was taken down by atlantis by the technology of atlantis but anyway that was what I was feeling at the time, not knowing why I was so drawn to it. Anyway, I kept waiting and waiting, and she didn't appear. And I'm like, oh, my God, I flew all the way over here. I put all my clients on hold. I come over. I'm sitting, I'm sitting waiting, and there was this big Bodhi tree. Right, We were right on the ocean, and beautiful Bodhi tree. And all of a sudden, one morning at 5 a.m., as I'm sitting out there meditating and meditating, calling and calling, please come and help me with this. I, I feel so full that it needs to come through the tree began to light up and it filled with her energy. It filled with the aspect of her soul so that the branches, the leaves of the tree, everything held that shimmering energy I'd seen under the ocean. And I said, will you help me? Is it appropriate? Is it for my highest good for you to help me with this? And I just heard, shh, I am here. Mm. I wrote that book in 48 hours. Oh, wow. Came through me like a thunderstorm. The, the original book was about 450 pages. 
I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. I didn't stop. I mean, my, my uh, student Leslie kept saying, Simone, you got to stop. You got to eat something. And I couldn't. It just flew through me. And then, of course, am I talking too much? Tell me, Christine. Edit me if you need to. Here. Uh well, no, you're not talking too much, but I do want to make sure we get to sharing some of, you know, what happened in this yes. journey okay. that has you, you know, want to share this message around believing in yourself and believing in your book. Right. So this is like, what I want. This is okay. what I want to say. So my self-believing was strong because I went through what I went through and I knew that I could, with the help of my guidance and with the help of good editors, I could bring it through. However, I had not published anything in the, in the big industry of publishing, say Random House, blah, 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 in those days. And so, you know, I, I just kept praying that something good would happen. Well, one day, one of my clients, because this is now at a time where I started giving readings, et cetera, because I was working with Kuan Yin and her energy was coming through me and people would show up for readings, blah, blah, blah. One day, a man came in to see me and he said, I need help because I'm about to become a billionaire. And I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm having a hard time with, with how to handle that. I come from a very poor background, blah, blah, blah. We became friends. He read what I had written and he said, I know exactly what to do. He goes, start a publishing house. And so he did. And he wrote me a huge check. I mean, things like this hardly ever happen, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in today's day with publishing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not a lot so, of people getting big, huge checks. The whole thing was so unbelievable because, it, you know, his... His company had gone public, and so he just made a billion dollars overnight. And he called it Hayden Publishing. And um, so, I mean, it was so laid out for me. It was unbelievable. The PR they did for me, the book tours they set up for me. I mean, it was like it was in gold. It was so precious and so beautiful and so well handled, and they honored me. I cannot tell your audience what that felt like. It was like a dream. Mm. I don't know how, how it ever happened. I just know something in me, <laughs> let it happen. But the, the point is I wrote about something, two things. I wrote about a young girl who had been incested at the age of four and what happened to her with her very wealthy family in New York and how she lived through it. And in her later years after she became a psychologist and how she found this goddess through one of her patients that she thought was having a nervous breakdown and how she learned to let go of all of it so she could be fully alive in this life. Now, why I bring these two things up is, A, a lot of people don't believe in goddesses. B, a lot of people have no spiritual connection, especially at this time. There are many, many that do and many, many that want to and don't know how. But there are also a lot you know, of people that don't believe in any of that. So that was very risky anyway. Two, to write about incest, and especially in a way that forgives the predator was very risky at that time. That was way before all of this, especially new age stuff came in about forgiveness and compassion and oneness and all these things. Yes. And, you know, me too and all of that. Like Absolutely. this was before all of that. Absolutely. That's why I'm bringing this book out again. But anyway, so David, uh, this lovely man that started this thing for me said, I'm going to get you the best editor there is. And I, and I gulped. I'm like, what? And he said, yeah. And so he got me, I'm not going to give the name, but one of the best editors at Random House who handled all of Deepak Chopra's stuff. And I was so excited. I thought, this is, the, this is a part of this lesson that you asked me about. I thought, oh my God, because this guy is with a big publishing house, he's going to be great. I was so naive. 
And he was a very nice man, but he knew nothing about metaphysics or spirituality, even though he had worked with Deepak and really made these beautiful books. I mean, he's a tremendous editor. He did not get my book at all. And so he really changed it up a lot. And I was just, I was forlorn because this book came through with a certain energy. It was meant to hold a certain energy. And I knew it was for a certain audience, but he wanted to play up the part of the book that I didn't want to play up, which is around what happened to this girl and how, you know, those years and blah, blah. I wanted to play up her redemption. Yes. She soared and how, you know, she went on to live this great life in Lemuria with this goddess and how everybody, every woman's a goddess. And he didn't get that at all. So that was my first editor. I had four more after that. And so the final book is very different from the first book. It's still, I love it. Of course, I wrote it, so i got to love it. I love it a lot. But it's not, it doesn't hold that same energy. So watch. This is one thing I want to say to your audience. You are your best editor in terms of knowing what you want to say and not losing that message no matter who tells you it's not coming through right, or, or nobody's going to buy this, or you have to stay with, I'm not saying don't follow good marketing people or PR people. I am saying, what is your true message? What is it? And don't waver. Please don't waver from it. Because I was so naive at the time, and I still was a, had a lot of those caretaker kinds of parts of myself where I, I just gave into them because I didn't want to lose the deal. Mm-hmm. And I also had, I had a movie deal along with it. So I had a lot riding on that, but I still should never have, as far as I'm concerned, and I, you know, forgive myself for doing this because I was very young at the time. Well, I was 40. (laughs) (laughs) I was a young 40, apparently. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say strongly enough, get a great coach. You've got one on the, on this podcast with you right here. One that believes in your book and know and understands what's being said and, and gets you and that you have a chemistry with. I finally got that at the end, my last editor, um, Jan Allegretti. She was fabulous because she got what I was trying to say. She got the higher energies of it. She got the message and she wasn't afraid. If your, your fear starts to come into it, then you can really get into trouble. You've got to get with a coach that can mentor you in staying resilient and strong beyond what your message really is. It is so true because too often I find is that we have to believe in ourselves as authors because a lot of times the people around us, you know, they may love us, but they're not believing in us. Like we need to be believed in, in order to be able to like go through what it takes, not only just to write, but then to publish and then to promote and market, you know, the books. It's like, it's a process. And I know like my family still, I don't know, maybe my, maybe one of my parents has read one of my books. You know, my sisters have never read them. Like, you know, there's just, people around you that don't believe in you, that aren't cheering you on, that don't understand what you're up to with this. And it is required. You know, I love that you say like, you got to have someone you do, at least if you want it to be a more pleasant and powerful and transformational and, you know, joyful and easy, not always easy, but easy, you know, easier, Process. 
it's, it's, it's complex. I mean, that is oh, a yeah. big deal. And if you don't have an ally that gets who you are, I mean, I, I can't imagine doing it alone. I can't imagine it. I really yeah. can't. Yeah. Nobody should, you know, I say it takes a village to raise a child. And I feel like it takes a village to write a book. It really does. There's you so know? many different junctures. And if it, for, if it's your first time book, wow. I mean, you need a wise woman or a wise man to really be there for you. You have to have that. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get steered in so many directions. It's it's too much. And sadly, you know, there are people out there who are steering authors away from, not towards, but away from the core essence of their message because yeah. something else is hotter and trendier and more remarkable and, you know, getting more Google searches. And, and it's like, oh my, like the most powerful book you can ever write is the one that you believe in. That's right. You know, like That's don't right. believe in whatever someone else tells you that you should be writing about. Like, what do you think you should be writing about? And that's why, you know, for me, Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention has helped me so much in my life because the power of your thoughts and what you believe in and staying with that and what exactly is your intention with what you're writing? Who do you want your audience to be? And who's going to guide you toward that audience? That's such a big thing. How you think about your book, what your perceptions are, how you want others to perceive it. I mean, you can't control whether somebody's going to like your book or not. You can't. And you shouldn't write to that, I don't think. I think you should, you've got to stay with what is your intention for yourself? What is it? What's the healing for you in this? What's the, what's the vision? And, and for you, like you really had to stick with this because like, I, if I'm catching the story correctly, that publisher ended up going bankrupt. And then you're kind of like, you had to pick up the ball. Can you speak to how you had to believe in yourself at that juncture? Well, it was pretty, it was quite interesting. I was back in Maui again and I'm sitting out by my friend's pool and I, this friend of mine calls me on the phone. She goes, did you see where so-and-so's stock went this morning? And I said, no. And she said, well, it went from $225 a share to $3 overnight. And there's some kind of thing going on with that and blah, blah, blah. And so out of that came the cancellation of a book tour to New York, of course, where I wanted to go. I was from New York originally. And since, you know, it's the goddess of Fifth Avenue, I always wanted to do that. And a book deal that, uh, couldn't go much further. They printed 5,000 copies. That's where we, where we stopped. I mean, I was very blessed to get all that, but I was right in the beginning. So I got my book tour in parts of California, parts of Oregon, parts of Washington, but a lot of it I set up. And I remember really well, one of my friends saying to me, you can't stop just because this has happened. You devoted so much time and energy into this. You've got to start setting up your own book tour and get on it. And I remember this is back in 2001. That's a good friend right there. Oh, she was so great. And find someone that'll help you. You know, um, you've got to delegate. So I was supposed to speak at Kepler's Books here in Menlo Park, which is this great bookstore, the day after 9-11. And I thought, is that appropriate? I mean, really, do people are people really going to come out? Well, there had been a huge article about my book in the San Francisco Chronicle, and all these people showed up. And I felt so great about that. I, I But I remember saying, you know, let's just be calm. Let's just sit for a minute and be calm and take care of ourselves. 
And in that, I thought, that's your message to yourself. You've got to be the one that runs with this now. I mean, and it's so different now than it was then. Yes. There's so little to help you when you get a book published through a publisher. There's so little to help you when you, when my second book I did through Amazon. And um, I don't know, I go up and down with that all the time. I've never made much money from them. I, they haven't really done very much for me. But my point is, it all comes back to you. You've either got to have a really great PR marketing person or you've got, you know, it just, it's, it's so different than those earlier days when, when publishing houses really got behind you if they thought, you know, that there, there was really something going on with your book and really sold it for you out there. It just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, some still will, but only if they know that you're already guaranteed, That's you right. know, whole in one with your book because you've already hit the New York Times bestseller That's multiple right. times. You've got, you know, 80 million followers on YouTube or whatever it is. Like, it's out there, but not for the, you know, what I'll call the everyday author, you know, the person with a message to share, the person with something that they believe in. And that's something that you're going to have to continue to believe in and believe in and believe in and believe in and believe in all the way through this process. Like those authors don't get, you know, the big book deals, unfortunately, right? Because some of your messages might be more valuable and more transformational than the ones that do hit the top of the New York Times bestseller list. You know, it's not about the message. A lot of that, it's about the marketing. You have to be devoted. In fact, I'm good friends with Danielle Steele. And she said something to me years ago, and I thought it had probably changed, but she said, there isn't one day of my life that I don't spend 10 hours writing. I don't use a computer. I type on a typewriter. I get up very early. I eat my English muffin, buttered, and, and she lives in Paris, in Paris. And I write my, what, 80th book? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's unbelievable. What She's the industry, really. She's the money behind the industry. And yet she's one of the greatest people in the world, if you knew her. And she's so devoted to putting messages out there. Now, you might not like her book. You might not think she's a great writer. I don't know. People have all kinds. You know, that's what you're going to get when you're out there anyway. People are going to have all kinds of various views. But her diligence and her devotion to that, Wow. I mean, I wish I could say I wrote 10 hours a day. I can't say that. And I certainly don't type on a typewriter. <laughs> I need backspace. <laughs> <laughs> Just delete, 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 backspace. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Wow. So anyway, I love that little caveat because being a writer is hard work. Facing an empty page is hard work. And you've got to have somebody that champions you. You have to. So true. And such a joy being the championer for, you know, tens of thousands of people over the course of 16 years, like to be that person. You're amazing. You are amazing. It's outrageous what you've done. You've catalyzed so many people. I mean, I bow to that. I do. I do. Hard work and joyful. I was just going to say, and joyful. So Jinx, you took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Very joyful. So I just want to touch on one thing before I ask sort of for your closing comments and we, you know, tell people to go over to show notes and all that stuff. But one thing that I just want to comment on is, right, we're talking about the importance of believing in yourself and your book. And I mentioned at the beginning that that goes for the writing, it goes for the publishing, and it goes for the marketing. 
because some people push up again, like the writing actually becomes easy for them in comparison to then what it takes to market and get the book out there, whether it's getting yourself on a podcast to talk about it or hosting a virtual workshop or writing a blog article or, you know, putting excerpts up in social media and, you know, linking it to where people can go, you know, learn more about the book. Like you have to not only believe in the message to get it out, but then believe, you know, like onto the page into published form. But then you also have to believe in the value of that message for other people, for your readers to keep going and do those things that aren't necessarily comfortable, you know, and have that kind of, you know, I don't know if it's 10 hours a day that you're going to pursue like Danielle Steele. Granted, like that's her full time career. Right. A lot of you listeners writing and getting huge, you know, royalties and advances like it's not your career. So you have other things to do. But, you know, every day you want to be dedicating just a little bit of energy to this book because the more you do the more you actually believe in yourself and the easier it is to believe in your book and what you're doing in the world so i just wanted to drive home that point like you got to believe from the beginning and believe believe to the end you know so in closing simone like what is the most important message that you want to share with our authors before i again you know remind them what they can go find on show notes Well, I would say the book is a mirror to you. I would say it's a projection of all that you've learned, of all that you're wanting to teach, all that you're wanting to help people open to. And a book is a responsibility. It's a gift. And A, it needs to be fun. B, as we spoke of, you must have an ally that you trust. C, you have to have a sense of humor because you're going to hear comments that, you know, you're going to want to be heard about, I would suggest you watch your thoughts and keep them, don't be the effect of whoever you choose, just take their wisdom and and go with it and keep your emotions out of it as much as you can, because, you know, it's your baby, but to learn how to, you know, hold the baby in your arms and and no matter what is, what criticism or judgment comes towards you, just to, you know, take what's salient, what's good in it and use it. And always stick with the right message. Don't deviate for anyone. Stay with your, your spirit knows what you're supposed to be writing. You can trust that. It's going to show you in any way possible. I I had so many different signals and messages and mystical things happen that, that really took me to where I had to go. I'm no different than anybody else. I'm just open to all that. And um, I wish everybody a, a, a writing coach as great as Christine. And I wish you great luck in your adventure. Thank you so much, Simone. And I will say for those of you that might have interest in having me be your ally and coach, we have just opened up a few spots in my accelerator program. Again, we onboarded some new members. So we're like, it's open again for a couple more to come in. Um, If you're curious about having me as your ally for six months to write your book, like really me and my team by your side for six months to make sure you do it, then you'll want to go over to christinecloser.com forward slash accelerate. It is A-C-C, not E-X, A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-I-T, accelerate. And you can put down a fully refundable deposit there to apply. And then we can have some chats to see if it's really the right fit. But uh, it'd be my joy and honor to be your ally in this process because there's there's nothing quite like it. 
and I love it and I'm good at it and love to serve, love to serve you. So thank you so much, Simone. Again, just a quick reminder to head over to the show notes. You will see a link there for Simone's website. You will also see a link to Amazon to go pick up your copy of The Goddess of Fifth Avenue. And you will also see her email address there as well. If you have questions, comments, want to reach out, connect, uh, you know, because obviously there's a lot more than she does than just write books, but you can go learn all about that on the show notes. So please go check those out. So Simone, thank you so much for being here with me today. Such a joy to get to have this conversation. You've been kind of following me for years and uh, we finally got to actually talk and now I get to know you and follow you, which is exciting for me. So thank you so much for everything you shared and for the time today. Oh, thank you. It's a total pleasure. It's a total pleasure. Beautiful. All right. And to all of you listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for being someone who believes they have a message inside of them. You're showing up to get this kind of support, reminders and inspiration and affirmation and, you know, tips and tools. You know, we go all over the place. We go mystical, we go practical, we go everywhere in this podcast. As you know, if you've been listening for any length of time, so I just want to thank you for being here and being willing to be on that journey, a journey that truly will transform your life. So I can't wait to see you on the next episode. And until then, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.